I'm Scott Herbie with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escobedo with Weintraub Tobin. An interesting piece of trademark infringement litigation has arisen in the federal court in Washington. The Seattle Space Needle has sued a local coffee shop known as the Local Coffee Spot for allegedly incorporating the Space Needle's design logo into its own logo. That's what we'll be discussing on this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Hey, Josh, I understand you want to discuss a interesting trademark action out of the federal courts in Seattle. I do. The Seattle Space Needle has sued a local coffee shop called the Local Coffee Spot for using its trademark in the coffee shop's branding and merchandise. The logo is essentially a sketched coffee cup with local coffee spots sketched onto the cup with steam coming from the top of the cup, forming the shape of the Seattle Space Needle. Apparently, the Seattle Space Needle was uncomfortable with the use and filed suit, alleging trademark infringement. According to the Space Needle, this action is unusual, if not entirely unprecedented for the company. The co-owner of the local coffee spot who started the business as a way to keep people working during the pandemic has said that he feels victimized and bullied. But the Space Needle is telling a much different story. According to the Space Needle, it seeks to protect its intellectual property but it never asks for monetary compensation. They supposedly just ask that the parties stop using their registered trademark and allegedly work with them to do so. According to the Space Needle, it contacted the local coffee spot in March 2021 and offered to help develop a new logo for the coffee uh, spot, but the coffee spot didn't meaningfully respond. But according to the local coffee spot, that's not true. The local coffee spot claims that the Space Needle never honored its offer to help create a new design for the local coffee spot. The owner even showed the Seattle Times emails where he last corresponded with the design team for the Space Needle and said, excellent, what are the next steps? According to the coffee spot, the next time he heard from Space Needle was when its legal team contacted him. Now, both parties are claiming that the other failed to show up to a meeting in April to dis discuss a resolution, and then the lawsuit was served on the local coffee spot on May 31st. For purposes of analyzing the merits of this dispute, I think it's important to note that the Space Needle registered a design mark that covered coffee on an intent-to-use basis on October 13, 2021. With that in mind, Scott, what do you think of the merits of this dispute? It's interesting. So they filed an intent to use the, the Seattle um, Space Needle filed an ITU application in October 2021. But the local coffee spot was using its mark as seems as early as well, certainly earlier than March 2021, because that's when the uh, Space Needle contacted the local coffee spot. So, you know, as far as priority goes, right, we'd, we'd look at prior priority and then we would look at um, the elements of likelihood of confusion. And um, if the local coffee spot has priority of use, then we need to look at what, what marks the Seattle Space Needle has or what registered marks or a common law marks the Space Needle has and what goods it was used with. And you know, if the Space Needle has a registered mark or common law mark for use in connection with maybe any type of beverage, then they're, they might have a good case. Um, but if they don't, then, you know, who knows? Uh, I mean, you could have 
the the Space Needle can have a trademark application for its logo, and that logo could cover something entirely unrelated to coffee, and the local coffee spot um, could come along. And unless one can argue that the um, that the Space Needle trademark is famous, and thus you have a dilution claim. Um, the, the local coffee spot could come along and adopt a trademark that does not infringe because there's no overlap in the group of intended consumers. Yeah, I agree with that, Scott. I think that's that analysis is pretty spot on. And I do wonder something else. And specifically, I'm wondering if the use of the space needle in the form of steam coming out of the coffee cup I wonder if that would qualify as artistic use for purposes of VIP products, which is the Ninth Circuit case that incorporates the Rogers versus Grimaldi test, which would essentially say if it's an artistic expression, uh, it's excused from the trademark infringement claim under the Lanham Act unless it is explicitly misleading. Right. And I think in that case, we have to it would have to be determined whether or not um, this is an expressive work. And as you know from one of the other cases that we covered, there's been a, um, uh, the Second Circuit is being called on to make a determination of the scope of the Rogers test and to put some boundaries on what constitutes an expressive work for the purposes of falling under the Rogers test. And there's a school of, there's a school of people that would like a broad interpretation of um, what constitutes an expressive work. And there are others that think that the determination of an expressive work should exclude um, utilitarian products, which a coffee cup certainly is. Right. I mean, that was certainly one of the amicus briefs that was filed, or should I say, I don't know if it's quite an amicus brief or not, but it was a brief that was filed in support of uh, the petition for cert arising out of the VIP products decision in the Ninth Circuit. And I think it may have been the INTA, uh, which would be consistent with the brief that the INTA recently filed in the Second Circuit case that you were alluding to. And essentially what they were saying is, we need to consider whether this use as applied to commercial goods uh, is appropriate. Yeah. And so I think it, it, it's an interesting question. Unfortunately, based on the comments that I've seen in the press, uh, the owners of the local coffee spot, and it's no surprise here, uh, they've said that they are not Starbucks and they're not making a million bucks a year. And so uh, we're not going to get any uh, precedential ruling out of this dispute, at least I, unless somebody steps in and funds litigation. I don't see that happening. This case will probably settle. Probably, but it's it's interesting. And I think that the case could be settled um, without ever even going into or resolve without even ever going into Rogers, we would just really need to take a look at all of the trademark registrations that the Seattle um, Space Needle has and all of its claimed common law trademark uses and um, make a determination as to whether or not the, you know, there's enough overlap in the goods or the goods that the Space Needle trademark covers and, and this coffee shop here whether or not there's a potential overlap in the group of intended consumers. And then you'd have to, you know, you'd have to look at the, the, um, the mark itself. And I'm going to assume that the Space Needles logo mark and this mark are similar enough, um, are, are similar enough. So uh, 
yeah, you're right. This will probably settle. Uh, but it's an interesting it's an interesting case for sure, Josh. Thanks for bringing this to uh, to our attention. Of course, Scott. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into this installment of the briefing by the IP Law Blog. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. And if you're looking for additional content like this, check out our back episodes and visit us at theiplawblog.com.